Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to episode number eight. Eight is great. I'm happy that you joined in today. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you're on the Confluence train, we are traveling to the great beyond. Today is Wednesday, so that gives you a reason to smile because we are halfway through the week, y'all. Can I get some of that weekend? The weekend is around the corner and I am trying to hold on. I am so tired of rain. I am praying for sunny skies without one gray cloud in sight. I'm ready to turn some corners and ready to turn a few heads. This hair has been done and I've been stuck in the house due to inclement weather. And I'm ready to be a part of the fall frenzy. Lord knows I am. And speaking of fall frenzy, last week I kicked off an episode. I hope that you had the opportunity to listen to it. We talked about mental illness and how it affects women. Thank you to my special guest and confluencer, Miss Latrice Wynn, LPC, for sharing her nuggets of wisdom on an issue that affects us all. Listen, and I mean this with all seriousness. If you are going through something or you know someone that's going through something and they can't handle it and it's hard for them to cope please please by all means get them some help immediately don't let your friends suffer in silence because mental illness is real and it exists and it is deeper than feeling some type of way My biggest takeaway from last week is the help needs help. I am a fan of counseling. I truly believe in it. And those helpful tips that she shared to help us cope through our personal private pains was real. Please meditate. Please take care of self because self-love and mental illness go hand in hand with that being said don't forget to check on your strong friend women of confluence your strong friend she needs you and sometimes we allow them to kind of just meander through the world check on your strong friend send her an encouraging word or an inspirational message or you know a hug to let her know that You see her and check this out. This really made my day. I received the most beautiful text message from my sister out of the blue and it made me smile and I listened to it several times. So check this out. I just text to say I love you. I just text to say how much I care. 
I just text to say I love you and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Wasn't that beautiful? So much so, I actually reshared it. Do me a favor. Send someone in your circle some unexpected love today. And if you're on the receiving end, please respond. That is so uncouth to not respond. I mean, that is why I'm working on this next book about etiquette. If you receive a text message, please respond, especially if someone is encouraging you and sending you some love. Say thank you. I appreciate it. It goes a long way. I think I'm starting to feel under the weather. I hear it in my voice. But the grind doesn't stop. And speaking of grind, did you see me on Fox 26? (laughs) God is good, y'all. I had the honor and the distinct pleasure of being on Isaiah Factors Uncensored on Friday. I talked about Tina Knowles' response on Black Love, which is a show on OWN. Shout out to OWN. She shared a truth about finding love again after her divorce from Matthew Knowles. And as a divorcee, let me tell you something. That shoe is a hard one to wear at times. But people thought that she was shady. And did I find a shade? You know what I always say. It's not shade when it's real. But everything in life is a catch-22. And so was that situation. I was honestly proud of her honesty. However, I was shocked that he thought that he was perfect. When the camera started rolling, I was laughing when we went live on that segment at the mere thought that he thought he was perfect. He was like, I'm not. And Tina looked at him like Miss Sophia on the color purple and was like, hell no. She didn't say hell no, but she was like, no. No, uh-uh. And she kept rolling on. Listen, Mr. Richard. Now, I don't know you personally, but get this. There is no not one perfect man on earth, not even a perfect woman. And love is when two imperfect people can come together and learn how to love each other in their own perfect way. Perfection is something that you will never find. However, that's why we must strive for excellence. And I think that's what Miss Tina was trying to say. That their love is not perfect, but they continue to strive for excellence. And every day they get better and their love gets better. But it is a process of becoming one. A lot of us have that misconception that we become one on that wedding day. And that's not true. It takes years of trials, tribulations, ups, downs, good, bad, happy and sad to get to that point. And I think that is what Miss Tina was trying to say. So do you think she disregarded his feelings? I really want to hear from you. So weigh in because some people, especially the men that I was on the show with, felt like maybe she emasculated him. A little bit. So let me know. 
Because I really want to learn. Because I got to do some things differently this time around. So help your girl out. Let's talk about it. Do you think she disregarded his feelings and emasculated him? Or do you think she was just speaking from her heart? Because that's just what we do as women. We speak from the heart. And when we go, we are gone. So let me know. I want to know. I haven't talked about my guilty pleasure in a few weeks. <laughs> I'm missing insecure, y'all. Guess what I did do, though? I took HBO off my bill. Thank you, AT&T. You will not get any more $53 from me in 2018. But I have to find a new guilty pleasure. TV in the fall is hit or miss. I used to be in love with Scandal. And I mean, now it's like I'm, I'm searching. I can't find it. And I definitely miss Insecure. The season finale left me on a cliff. Wondering if Tiffany had a baby and how would Issa react when she finds out the chick that's helping her do the musical block party is actually dating her ex Lawrence and how her friendship with Molly will recover. Issa gave her a piece of her mind when she found out that Molly straight overstepped her boundaries with Nathan from Houston. Shout out to 713. Nathan's role was perfect, though. Because I've been in Houston 21 years. And he acted just like a Houston dude does. Now, I know that's a generic blanket statement. But, okay, just kind of bear with me what I'm trying to say here. When the realness comes out, and it doesn't have to be a Houston dude. It could be a Dallas dude, Cincinnati dude, Kentucky dude. But it's like when I take that guard down, why is it that you ghost me and go M.I.A.? Like a wall, like out of the army. And that's what this character Nathan did for weeks. He didn't have to talk to her, but he could post and he could show how he's living his best life on Instagram. And let me tell you that social media gets everybody in trouble. It'll tell you the last time that you signed on, what time your post was. And that, I think, was what was making Issa so disgruntled with that relationship like you can post you can get on you can give a shout out you could talk to the people from Lyft but you can't talk to me the one that you said you cut for you care for hmm. I think that's a common courtesy that again the essence of the human spirit that we don't stick to anymore if you are feeling indifferent because we found out that he suffered from a mental illness so again if you're feeling that you can't handle what's going on right now. And this is too much. Don't you think I'm the one that you should talk to? Huh? Yes. But anyway. We find out. That Molly. Thinks that she's trying to be a friend. And I get it. Because that's what. As friends that's what we think we should do. We think we should protect our friends. And. You know, keep them safe and safeguard them like they are, you know, a newborn chick in a nest. No, ma'am, press ham. There is a thin line of overstepping your boundaries and being helpful. It is not your place. Let me say this loud to meddle. That's what my grandma would say. Stop meddling. It is not your place. To meddle in your friend's business. 
as grown women, we know how to handle our business, who we're dealing with, and our dealings with certain people. One thing about the heart, that muscle, that muscle right there, my, 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 my God, that muscle, out of all the muscles in our body, that one is hard to control. And it wants what it wants until it wants it. And one thing I know about this, the heart knows when it's had enough. So, friends, stay in your lane. It will help you avoid a head-on collision with your friend. Grown people will do what grown people want to do. Now that we've done the hellos, welcome to Confluence, announcements and guilty pleasures. It is time for us to rip the damn bandaid off and get into today's episode. And today we're going to talk about being black and abroad and giving yourself a chance. Why is it so hard to give yourself a chance? We give love a chance 20 times over. But have you ever said to yourself that this ain't it? Mm, I'm not happy and I definitely don't want to be here. I want more. I desire more. And I need to give myself permission to live. That is what happened to today's guest. She took a chance on herself and found happiness across the globe. I'm not talking about in a relationship. I'm talking about taking a true chance on yourself to find your happiness. And happiness comes from those who choose to be happy. But many people wait needlessly for permission to be happy from somebody else. Permission is, you know, granted because you're looking for approval. And no one can force you to be happy. No one can force you to do anything you want to do, but permission, it has to start with you. Everybody look in that mirror and say, everything starts with me. So that's exactly what my guest did. She looked herself in the mirror and said, I must start living today and give myself a chance. She's cultured and she's stamped literally, honey. Joining us from Kuwait is my dear friend and confluencer, Miss Black Girl Abroad herself. Welcome, Quisha. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, it's night here. It's just at the... (laughs) You know, the midnight all hour over here in America, and it's morning in Kuwait. How are you, sunshine? I am well. I am well. Just was trying to catch a couple more Z's before you called. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining the podcast of Confluence. We are so happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on this platform. Well, I mean, you are definitely a confluencer in my book. Like, you over there in the Middle East doing it. 
But I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just trying to live this this best life everyone keeps telling me. So that's all. Well, tell us about yourself. I don't I like the people for people to tell us who they are and you know what their platform and their purpose is. So tell us about yourself. Awesome. So hi everyone. Hi to the Confluence audience. First of all, I love your podcast. Listen to it. Every new episode. Um, I'm LaQuisha. Well, thank you. Yes, girl, you know we got to support each other. I'm LaQuisha, um, a.k.a. Black Girl Abroad. Um, and I'm a graduate of the wonderful, amazing Prairie View a and University. Woo-woo. Also, I'm a wonderful member of the illustrious Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Come on. No hate. No hate. I ain't gonna hate. <laughs> you know, it's all love. Like, you know, it we is, wear different colors, is. but you're my sister. So it's all it love. Is. Um, and right now I am a middle school counselor abroad in Kuwait. Um, but I've been in education for who almost nine years. It's been that long. I can't believe it. Um, started off as a classroom teacher in Houston. Worked in North Forest ISD before they were annexed to HISD. Then I started working for HISD. Before leaving for the Middle East, I completed my, as I would like to call it, American career um, in A-Leaf ISD. And now I'm here, girl, as a counselor, trying to help shape and form lives into being these manifestations that people want to see for themselves and yeah that's what I'm out here doing <laughs> all right all right you know the reason why I wanted to put you on the show a because I think you are just fabulous you know oh, prior to even you. you leaving America but more importantly you gave yourself a chance what does right. that feel like to give yourself a chance because so many of us like keep ourselves in a box like I don't think that some personalities can't be contained in a box and you are one of those people for sure (laughs) you know your energy your spirit your personality you know you are just over the top.com and you already (laughs) walk in it and so what does it mean to like you know I'm walking in it but most of all I'm gonna give myself a chance what does that Face feels like. Um, to be honest with you, it feels very scary. Initially, it feels scary um, because you're kind of by yourself. By yourself, because um, you don't know anyone who has taken those leaps and bounds. I mean, you know, you always hear of people. You know, you always hear of somebody of somebody that did something. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you don't personally know them enough to say okay can I go to them can I talk to them um so it is initially lonely it's initially scary but then when you start getting in the thick of it it's kind of like wow like it's it's um it's an aha moment like oh my god like I did this I'm really doing this I know on the plane I was so scared at first, because one, I hate flying. I'm just going to put that out there for everybody. I hate flying, um, but if I want to go places in life, I'm going to have to get on the plane 
train a boat. So I knew <laughs> coming here, I was going to have to get on the plane for a lengthy amount of time. And initially on the plane, I was so scared. And I was like, you know what? I need to just stay at home. Like, I need to just stay at home. That that went through my head several. several wow. Um, even before sending them my information to say, okay, I need my plane ticket. I was like, am I really doing the right thing? Because it's so funny. Because when you are like, um, how they, how would I say? When you are getting uncomfortable with your situation and you're like, okay, this is about to be my new norm. All this familiarity starts popping up. You get what I'm saying? So yes. it was like, oh, this, um, before I moved out here, I was working for a grant funded program and the grant ended in June. Um, and I was still able to work till, um, July, but then all of a sudden, oh, we got the grant back and the position is open for another three years. So you're like, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? You know, and then mm-hmm. before moving out here, my boyfriend proposed. So I'm like, uh-uh, this, what, what's going on here? What's, what's, what's really going on? What's really happening? So it's like stuff started popping up to try to see, are you serious enough about fulfilling your prophecy to yourself? Are you serious enough about manifesting your life where you want it to go? And now it's it's just maintaining, um, I guess you could say that status quo, just maintaining that level of, okay, this is my stepping stone, but I know where I'm trying to go next. So okay. now we got to keep it moving. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, you know, I always say great things never come from comfort zones. And right. the devil will not tempt you with things that you hate. Right. He is going to tempt you with the things that he knows that you love, that you absolutely, you know, adore. Because, you know, it's easy. It's easy for me to walk away from, you know, things that I detest and don't desire. But like you say, am I ready to live this dream knowing that this could be pot- potentially be a, a great opportunity for right. me, or do I right. stay here in this comfort zone because it feels good? It's easy for me. It's it's crazy because that's how my my fiance is. He's very routine. So when I do something that to him is um, spontaneous and abrupt, you know, he's looking like, well, why? Well, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> so yes, I get what you where you're coming from when you say. Just stepping out the comfort zone just a little bit. Just a little. Just You have to. Because if you do the same thing and get the same results, that's the oldest, you know, motivational quote, of you know, yeah. ever around of insanity. Doing the same thing. But that's true. Like, you're doing the same thing. And I think that's what's wrong with a lot of women of confluence is that they want to step out. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are afraid. Uh, fear, mm-hmm. you know, paralyzes them paranoia, listening to naysayers, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just got to do it afraid, you got to do it scared, you got to do it with people saying whatever they say, you just got to go on in Jesus' name. Right. Absolutely. So what what is it like living abroad? Like, tell us, like, what is that like being a black girl abroad? What is that spirit? That energy? What is that like? So I will say my first um, 
I want to say maybe first two weeks here. Um, in my head, I was thinking, okay, because I've always associated planes with a vacation, right? So in my mm-hmm. head, the first two weeks, I'm like, yes, I'm on this like lifelong vacation. OMG, I'm about to go out to eat. I'm about to go to the spa. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. And as you can hear, I'm laughing because that was so ignorant of me <laughs> to think that way. <laughs> Because it's like, girl, you live here for the next 10 months. Like, this ain't no vacation. Like, and especially knowing that my American dollar does not go far here. Um, wow. Yeah, my American How much is the American not, dollar? One um, Kuwait dinar is equal to $3.30 of American money. It, um, according to today's wow. world. So, I would literally go to... I remember I kept eating out, kept eating out, and I was like, uh-uh, I can't keep eating out. Because um, one thing I will tell you about Kuwait is it's very easy to become lazy. It's very easy to um, just sit up and order food every day. Because let me tell you, it comes to your door. You know, at home, delivery is that. It's delivery. But you know them Uber Eats and, and Taliban drivers. I mean, I'm sorry, not Taliban. And DoorDash drivers don't get out their car you have to go meet them well here the service is called telebat and carriage and they actually get their car they come up to your apartment they ring that doorbell like you don't have to do anything anything um so i became very lazy i'm i'm being honest you know to my confluence women out there i became very lazy and i started saying no i need to go to the grocery store i need to make this last okay um but then i got a shock of going to the grocery store because a box of oatmeal if you convert it to american dollars was running me about nine dollars wow so it was like oh lord i need to make some decisions here about my life here because i do have to stay here you know like that thought went through my head immediately like i do have to live here for 10 months um, of the year so yeah I need to get it together um, and then also living abroad too um, I would say has been a definite it's not a culture shock because I've been to the Middle East before but I will say it's it really goes against everything you've been taught growing up in the south in America in you know confederate nation and it, it goes against everything you've been taught. Cause out here is not a, I don't. They don't see race. It's not a. Oh, you're black. I, I, mm. I, I, have, I have not come across that, to be honest. And I really haven't come across that anywhere I've traveled. But you know, the the whole thing is, oh, but you're American. Like that's how it's seen out here. Oh, you're American. You know, they go off your passport, your nationality. Some people, well, a lot of people. Oh, you're American. That's very, very good. Very, very good. And you know, to us as black women, I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I love my country, but you know, it depends on who you're talking to, how good it is, you know. Um, but also, too, I will say this that I've been approached by a lot of men, and to my ladies out there that's listening, please do not let America confuse you and let you think that you are not desired because sweetheart just travel a little bit okay because 
you are. <laughs> but if I get some style, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being honest. You are the exotic when you go outside your norm, okay? So don't let America tell you. You know how they do those social experiments and uh-huh. black women are the least favorable. And the, girl, please. Girl, bye. Because listen, you come out here. Baby, you can't keep them out for you, and you tell them I'm engaged. They don't. They don't care. They don't. They're not worried about that. You tell. Oh God. You tell them. Oh, uh, you know I'm not interested, baby. They don't care. They can we go out for coffee? Can we go out for tea? Like I'm telling y'all, it's it has really opened my eyes to a lot of things that I've been taught is bad, 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 bad. And really, you get out here and you start immersing yourself in a culture. You know. Um, even when it comes to religious um, standpoints, it's like I was going to talk to you about religion next. Yeah, yes. how's that? You know, there are Christian-based churches out here, um, and you have a lot of people who go to those churches. They have Bible studies, all of that. Um, but the country is mainly Islamic, um, mm-hmm. and coming out here first, you know, you hear a lot of people. You better not come back a Muslim, you better not do this. I'm like, what? You know, because to be honest with you, I I define myself as more spiritual based anyway. So, you know, I feel like religion is very, is meant to divide and, you know, that's just my beliefs. But when I look at the women here and and I'm understanding the culture a lot more, you know, from them wearing the hijabs, from them wearing the burqas and how it's a form of I'm covering my body for the world because this is meant for only my husband to see me like this. You know, so I'm starting to understand a lot more instead of just looking at like, oh, bad, you know, and where we come from, unfortunately, you see people just like that and it's, oh, terrorists, you know? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. out here, when you really start learning the culture and learning the people, it's totally different. I mean, totally different. Um, there was actually a lady out here who converted to Islam. Um, and in a way, you know, like I said, just from the praying five times a day, like I have a friend. I was going to say, I had an aha moment. I had an yeah. aha moment at the airport. Because um, we say that we're Christian. Well, I, I, I walk in uh, uh, under the umbrella of Christianity. But right. I looked at a Muslim man. He had just got off the plane. And it, I was coming back from Las Vegas, and he pulled his mat. It looked like it was a reflection windshield mat out right. of his backpack. And he got down, stood up, got down. And I said to myself, God, I should be ashamed of you because this man is pr- worshiping, right. you know, not ashamed of you, but I shouldn't be ashamed of you. This man is worshiping his God. He's at the airport. He just got out the plane. It's 6 a.m. He said it's five times a day. And that's what he did. Right. And he did like right. he worshiped and adored his God right there. And here I am. And I ain't even said not one thing right. to God, girl. Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, I can't be, you know, saying I'm all of these things and I'm not doing the bare minimum. That's the bare right. minimum. And they're so disciplined when it comes very, to their very faith. they are disciplined very. and they take it serious. They take the family serious. They take, you know, how you raise your children serious. I mean, 
I, you know, a lot of it has its own derivatives. When you read the Bible, when you read the Torah, when you read, right. you can see a lot of similarity. But it's like something right. about them. Yes, that right. they keep that spin. And I was like worried about you, you know, and I was like, I wonder how she's going to be able to assimilate when it comes to religion. So that's good that you're getting over there and you're assimilating and you're learning and you're embracing and you're, you know, educating yourself on their culture because I think that's important as you live abroad. I'm telling you, I have a friend um, and he is, I mean, everywhere we go, he's like, well, I have to find a prayer room. And, you know, it makes me look at myself and I'm like, yes, I say my prayers in the morning. Yes, I say my prayers at night. But am I really praying five times a day? Am I really, you know, it, it really makes you look at yourself. Because like you said, as someone who believes in Jesus Christ as the Messiah and things like that, it makes you really, I mean, it do, it do. It really makes you look at yourself and say, okay, what can I be doing better? Yes, I'm a great person. Yes, I'm putting out in the world positive energy. I'm putting out love. I'm hopefully spreading abundance to people. But how can I be better spiritually spiritually how can I be better and when I look at my friend and how he's so disciplined like you say it's just the discipline the unwavering discipline because unwavering I, I know sometimes and I and I know I can't be alone I know sometimes I fall asleep sometimes if I'm when I'm saying my prayers at night and, mm-hmm. and I feel and I feel ashamed because I'm like really really and no, he gets up at four o'clock in the morning. He does his sunrise praise. He does his praise during, like, right here at the school I'm at right now. Well, really, I believe at our school they have it, but it's we do have a prayer break. And he goes out for prayer break. He goes to the mosque. He prays. Like, I mean, I'm so just infatuated with. Oh my God, this is amazing. This is amazing. Um, and like you said, yes. just. There are a lot of similarities, you know, like I remember one time um, watching Orange is the New Black and, you know, they have a girl that represents the Islamic faith on the show. And she was saying how it's the same book, just a different prophet. And when she said that, I said, well, let me look for myself. And that's when I started really reading up on the Quran and really looking at everything. I'm like, man, she right. It really, like you say, there's so many similarities between the Quran, the Bible, is just the prophet is different. Their prophet is Muhammad. Um, and Christianity, the prophet is, and the Messiah is Jesus Christ. So when you look at that, you're like, we're all under the same umbrella of God. They just happen to call God Allah. So it's, when I, I mean, I, I literally just had to start this morning. So it's funny that we're, we're talking about it. But I'm like, so really, it's no need for divisions. Because we all believe in one God. So, yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, culturally-wise, I've been learning a lot. I've actually tried some food, girl. And, you know, I'm very picky about my food, okay? I grew up on chicken and french fries. So, <laughs> the fact that I'm even going out my Talk about it, talk about it. Because I'm going to talk about what kind of groceries are you buying? Are you still cooking, you know, your red beans and rice? Because I noticed you look like you lost about a good 20 pounds. Ooh, thank you, child. I don't, to be honest, I don't know how much I, I've lost. I really think it's more inches, but let me tell you, everyone, okay? 
moving abroad will really change your life um, when it comes to food as well. Because out here, the food is the regular size, okay? Let me just put that out there. The food uh -huh. is the regular. Chicken is not, the wing of a chicken should not look like my elbow. Like, it should not look like my forearm. Okay? Um, I remember going to the grocery store, and that actually shocked me when I went and picked up some drumsticks. And I was like, why are these so little? But because I've been conditioned to think they're supposed to be massive and huge and you know, um, I mean, just fresh food, fresh food. Um, I still cook my normal meals. You know, I like to make fajita bowls. I'm, I'm a Tex-Mix girl. I'm not really a soul food girl. I still mm -hmm. like to make my nachos. I still like to make my fajita bowls. Like, that's a staple every week in my house. Um, and I will tell you, the first time I make nachos, it's such a difference making it with fresh cheese. Okay, versus the processed Velveeta cheese. And not that they don't sell that here, they do. But I was like, well, let me emerge myself. You know, let me let me do what the locals do. Let me buy fresh cheese. And when I tell you that, um, <laughs> I have friends who was, you know, watching me cook my nachos. And when I tell you that food stayed fresh the whole week, like, I mean, it's when you were warming up, it felt like you were remaking it for the first time every day. Wow. Um, cooking ground beef is not bloody. It's, I mean, you know, like you don't see all of that coming out your ground beef. And I was taken back at first. I was like, uh uh, they sold me some bad meat. No, Laquisha, that's not, the meat is not bad. That's how it's supposed to look when you are cooking with properly. fresh. Yes, fresh and properly killed. You know, for those of you that are none, you know, that are um, still eat meat. That's how it's supposed to be when you, you know, kill the animal the right way to for food and, per, and preparation for food. So, I mean, the food, if anything, culturally shocked me. But I did try some Arabic food. Um, you know, I'm not a fan. Because um, at first, one time, I curry. it's a lot of... Like thyme and sage, and it's a lot of the mm. herbal um, seasonings. I was gonna say herbs so food. Yes, and I used to the slap your mama and Tony <laughs> So it took a while for my taste buds to get used to. It. I'm like, mm, I don't know about this right here. This is not. You know, my cup of tea is a lot of chickpeas, and what I will say is a lot of vegetables. And as someone who is growing into liking vegetables, I'm still getting there. So, yeah, that's that's what I would say about the cuisine. But it's very fresh, very, very fresh. So what advice would you have for a woman who wants to step out and walk into the unknown? She's a confluencer. Um, she's confident. But what advice would you give her to say, go ahead, like, yeah, despite the religion, despite the food, what advice would you give her so she can just take that leap? I would definitely say um, being a confluencer and stepping out on faith definitely is uncomfortable. Um, just a little shameless plug, if you don't mind. I did a series called Being Uncomfortable on my podcast and 
the truth of the matter is you really have to be grounded in your decision. Um, I know for me moving abroad, the opportunity presented itself for me two years ago. And I was so scared. I was so scared, like you said, of the unknown of, well, I hear so much negativity about it. Well, my family is here in Houston. And I had so, you know, and maybe this is not what God really want me to do. And, you know, I had all of that going on in my head. But that's because I didn't have a clear understanding of God. And it wasn't until I started. Mm. Right. And it wasn't until I started becoming more in-depth with my spirituality. It wasn't until I started really learning about God for myself and learning how God is a God of abundance. God is a God of love. God is a God that will take you places if you allow him and, and let his will be done versus me doing it my own way. Because me doing it my own way, I was going to stay stuck in a place where I didn't want to be. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, I would tell those ladies, please step out on faith. Please. Like, I know it's scary. I know I know it's scary. I know that it, it's very uncomfortable. I know you're going to go against the grain. Because when I moved abroad, I'm telling you, I had so many people in my life. Oh, my God, I can't believe. Why would you go there? And why would you do that? And you moving well. And it, you heard a lot of negativity. I had people telling me every day I was going to get kidnapped. I had people telling me every day I was going to be I had people. I ignorant. Pure ignorance. And sometimes you have to go against God is a God of abundance. So how can if influencers out there step out on trust the process? I'm not done. Like, please don't think Kuwait is for me like it's not like uh oh we lost you uh oh having that faith say that again we lost you I said it took for me stepping out um mm-hmm. on faith and just having unwavering faith truly unwavering faith and believing in myself and that's one thing you really have. I think believing with yourself comes with when you become more spiritually intact and when you become spiritually, um, emotionally strong. Because a lot of times we'll say we believe in ourselves and we'll let one person say something and there goes our belief in ourselves. Well, now nah, you're right. I can't do that. And I think that's the place I was in two years ago. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm like, nah, you ain't about to break my, I know what I want to do. I know God is going to back me up. It was so funny um, because everyone kept asking me, are you scared? Are you scared? And I would tell them no. And they were like, well, why are you not scared? I don't understand. You're moving away from what you know and blah, blah, blah. And I said, first of all, this was God's doing. That's what I would tell everybody. This was God's doing. So why would I be scared of something God has purposely and masterfully crafted for me to do? It's no reason to be scared. And so I guess when I put it like that, you know. And especially because he didn't give us the spirit of fear. Exactly. A lot of people operate in the spirit of fear. You know, I would walk out and do anything too. Like, okay, you said you need what? All right, 
give give me the mic. I'll go. I'll do it. You know, but some people are like, oh, I can't get up. I can't do that. Right. Like you will never get ahead in life if you operate in the spirit of fear. And let he me did not. That's one thing I how can I put it? That's one thing I don't that's one facet of Christianity I don't like. Because I feel like if we're all believing in God, we believe in Jesus Christ, why are we in so much fear? Like I've like I've never you know, growing up, that's what you're always taught. Fear, 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 fear. Oh, you can't do this because da, da, da. and and when I really just broke out of that and really just started learning for myself, you know, because a lot of stuff I'm I'm being um told was stuff out of my parents' fear, out of my grandparents' fear, out of my great grandparents' fear, you know? And and there's nothing wrong with that. That was the lifestyle at that time. But we're in a new, we're about to hit a new century, you know. It's time out for waiting for opportunities to come to you. You better pray on that. Know that God is going to take you to where you want to go. And we're going to go from there. Like, um, I've been doing a lot of self-help um, book clubs and just listening to influential podcasts like Confluence. And I see you started learn. a Zumba club yes. over there too, girl. You doing it. Yes. I, I think you need to go on the start of AK chapter over there, Nick. Ooh, girl. I, you know what? That might just be on the list. That might just be on the list. Girl, leave your stamp everywhere you go, just like your passport. Absolutely. Put a stamp on everywhere you go. Absolutely. And that's what I want to tell the confluences. Just step out, y'all, please. Just even if you have kids, like I met so many people. Oh, you don't have kids. That's why you can do that. No, because even if I had a child, I would still go and take that opportunity. Because what you gonna look back on twenty? Your kid is eventually gonna grow up. Like I tell people all the time, your kid is eventually gonna grow up. When that kid get about fourteen and start really getting their friends and going through puberty and going through high school, then when they really turn 18 and you giving them that decision to go to school or get a job or, you know, what's the next life step, that kid is going to grow up. But as an adult, okay, we're done growing. So are you going to look back over your life and say, well, dang, I wasted it because, oh, I had a child and I had to do this and I had to do that. No, your child will be more understanding of a parent who says, baby, you going to come along with me and guess what? We're going to go on this journey and we're going to do it together. And if it works, it works. But if it fails, guess what? I got playing B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay? You can't keep saying to yourself, oh, because I have a child. I have a child. I have so many people that say that. And I'm like, girl, let me tell you something. If y'all only knew my life story, I was supposed to have a child right now. Okay? I got pregnant at 17. And that was my first time having sex. I got pregnant at 17 unfortunately had a miscarriage but I think about that all the time to this day I would have a teenager and to this day I would still live my life accordingly even with that teenager because I feel like that should be something that that doesn't stop you from doing what you want to do in life if you know it's oh it ain't stop me exactly Mm -mm. if you Mm -mm. know that it's a goal in life if you know that there's stuff that you're that you want to do it because when you look back 20 years from now the only regret you're going to have is not doing it yeah so that's I my always say regret <laughs> yeah yeah regret is a sure sign that you've made a mistake I, I always tell it to every every person that I meet that say oh man I don't know if I have a regret and I'll say regret is a sure sign you want to know if you made a mistake 
regret, it invades you, it invades your spirit, it invades your mind. That is a sure sign that you right. made a mistake. Right. And then when you talk about religion, you know, and I, I, for me, yes, I do go to an edifice and I worship God, but religion to me is also about relationship. And that's right. good that you took him with you over there too. Um, my final question I want to ask you is, what do you need to live abroad? What will you need to live abroad? That is a great question. One, so I know we need passport. I, like, the people got to get that passport. Like, just go ahead and pay that money, guys, for your passport. Please. Um, because also, the passport, too, is just to go live your life. Like, see more mm-hmm. than just Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas. You know, like, see more than just the state. Go live your life. But you definitely need a passport. You definitely need a good mental foundation. Let me let me make sure I stress that. You definitely need a good mental foundation. And the reason why I say that is because you have people who come overseas for the wrong reasons. Um, mm-hmm. You have people who are trying to escape something. You have people who are trying to um, you know, come up and reinvent themselves. And there's nothing wrong with rebranding yourself. But when you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's going to always catch up with you. And a lot of times I've met people who come over here and thinking that it's a lifelong vacation. Like I thought my first two weeks and you go home broke, can't even afford gas money. You know, so it's you have to have a good mental foundation. That's what anything you do. But also you need to have a good spiritual foundation. Um mm-hmm. Because for me, I feel like it's not our job to know how things are going to get done. You know, I've been reading that when I've um, been reading The Secret and things like that. It's not our job to know how things are getting done. But it is our job to know what we want to do and why we're doing it. It is important to know what we're doing and our purpose behind it. And I think if you truly know why you want to move abroad, and it's not just because, oh, I want to travel. Yes, that's an added benefit. But like you said, what are the steps you're leaving behind? Because anybody can move abroad and you ain't done, you know, excuse my language, you ain't nothing with it. You know, mm-hmm. right. You ain't that's why I like nothing. having a podcast. It's no okay. FCC rules. Yes. <laughs> but you ain't done ish. You haven't done nothing with that. And you just abroad just to be abroad. No, baby. I My goal when I came here, I said, I'm going to be the best counselor I can be to these students and these teachers that I serve every day. I'm going to be the best person that I can be to my following um, on Instagram and on YouTube. I told myself I'm going to be the best um, friend that I can be, not only to my friends back home, but to my friends I'm making here. I just want to be that point of light for people. Because moving abroad is stressful. It really, really is. It's stressful when you don't have enough money to get the paperwork that you need to get. It's stressful when you don't have the support from your family and friends like you need to have. And I'm not talking about those distance family or those distance friends. I'm talking about the immediate, okay? And I said that wrong. That mama, that daddy, that y'all. Yes. Uh-huh. You know. Um, because they're still living in fear. Very much so. And like I said, it's nothing on them. That's just the generation in which they grew up. 
Um, and it's also stressful when you just don't know, when you just don't know the unknown. I know I didn't know anyone that worked at my school. And when I finally met two people that did work at my school that I met now, it was nothing but negativity. But then when you look at them, you like, but you still here. So how <laughs> it can't be all that negative if you still here. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so I just, you know, again, moving abroad, have that strong mental and spiritual alignment. Also make sure you have the coins you need, y'all. Even if you gotta work up until the day you leave, do that because you get over here and you think to yourself, oh, okay, I'm about to be making this money. Yeah, you're going to make some nice income. You're going to make some nice coinage. But, baby, it's going to be in an overseas account. It's not going to your regular American account. Mm. So you got to keep that in mind, too. So you're going to still need some money in your American account, especially if you have real-life American bills, like them student loans that come out every month, okay? You're going to need some money in your American <laughs> account, Okay. Um, and I will also just tell people, because honestly, if you notice, I'm telling people the the non-tangible things they need to have. But also, I would say, so you need to have all your affairs in order. I mean, all your financial affairs in order. Um, I know I moved abroad, still trying to get a settlement from a car wreck that happened last year. That was stressful because of the eight-hour time difference. Mm-hmm. So... When I'm ready to go to sleep, then my lawyer calling me. Then when I'm calling him, he's it was he's too much. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was too much. So I would just say have all those things in order. You can always buy clothes over here, get clothes made. Hell, if you just want to come with the clothes you had on your back, cool. Because you can, everything you will possibly want, you can find over here. Just being honest. TVs, perfumes, makeup, you know, bath and body the natural products, all that stuff you can find over here. Okay. Well, it's been so great to talk to you. I know that, you know, because you are in the education field just like myself, and I can hear that it, the schoolhouse is starting to get bumped. Oh, I mean, yes, honey. And I, like, oh, that. That. I was trying to conceal it, baby. Honey, I can hear it. I know <laughs> when you're in that room trying to hide, and it's like, Lord, here they come. Oh, but thank you so much for sharing and continue to be love and light and a woman of confluence. Tell thank everybody you. where they can find you so they can go and like, follow and share, live in your journey and as well so you can inspire people because you inspire me. We are oh, thank years you. apart. Yes, and you inspire me like, yes, Christian, she's doing it. So tell thank me where you. they can find you and you can get your day started. And I can go to bed here in America. Okay. <laughs> and I was about to say, you take your nap, as my grandma would say. Um, <laughs> first of all, I want to thank you for having me on this podcast. Let me tell you, I look up to you so much from being a woman who followed her truth, from being a woman who followed God's calling, from being a woman who has been a published author, you know, a radio um, disc jockey. I mean, you've done a career in communications like no other. And not only that, you influence me. Thank you. I am, oh, girl, yes, baby, because we need to talk about some things you already know. But (laughs) for those of you that want to know where I am, I am on Instagram at black underscore 
girl underscore abroad underscore. I'm so sorry. It's so rude. Hey, they also, said tools about the skirt. Girl. Also, you can find me on Twitter at bgabroad underscore. Also, you can find me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, Black Girl Abroad. And I've posted my first blog. I have another blog coming out soon. And also, just like my cohort here, I have a podcast um, oh. that talks about everything abroad from my relationship, y'all. Because, oof, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> to, you know, just um, like what we talked about today, getting uncomfortable um, and just the process for moving so if you want to follow me, um, my podcast is also called Black Girl Abroad. It's a, available on all podcast medias. All right. Shout out to your girl tribe. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. You're part of mine. So yes. thank you and get ready to enjoy your day. And you have a good night's sleep. And thank you so much for this opportunity. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Yay. Ladies of Confluence, if you didn't learn anything else from today, you need a passport. Yes, stamps is so important. Wonderlust is what I believe in. But most importantly, we should have learned to give ourselves permission. Permission for acceptance. Acceptance doesn't mean you give up on something. Acceptance is that you've learned how to be happy in the place that you're in at this particular moment. Permission to be imperfect. Let's be honest. Perfect isn't real. I don't care what they post on Instagram. Filters are the devil. Listen, there is not one perfect person on earth. Nothing ever comes from being perfect, but it comes from learning about imperfections and working through them. Permission to like keep your blues away from you. Hey, we lead with our emotions, but when we recognize what it is, we push towards the mark and push towards greatness. We think positive. We believe that positive things will happen and you beget what you become. I, um, I, I truly believe in that you should give yourself permission to try new things, just like Miss Black Girl Abroad, Kuwait, a natural Houstonian. Somebody had to say, let's take a chance. So give yourself a chance to live. And that's my advice to you. It's OK. And you have permission to choose and in the end i hope i pray that you will always choose you well that's it my friends thank you for tuning in to confluence the lifestyle where confidence meets influence i am your host charlie marcole and i've enjoyed having you here with me Until we meet again, remember, when you are strong enough and confident enough to speak the truth, you gain respect and influence. Smooches.